Hey guys, this is What Mean. I'm Alex. I'm Chase. I'm here. That's Amanda. You're supposed to say your name. I know. <laughs> anyway, um, you can tell we're off to a great start already. Um, we're here today to talk about um, not one of my favorite Kevin Smith movies, but definitely one I have like a big like fondness for. It's Clerks. Um, Chase had never... Other than Mallrats, like... Never really seen any Kevin Smith stuff. Yeah. And I was, um... I definitely, like... We'll get into the other ones later, but, like... Um... Actually, one of my other friends exposed me to this movie and kind of got me to be, like, a fan of Kevin Smith by being like, you should check out Clerks. And then, like, I watched the movie and it's definitely, at the time, I wanted to make movies. And so it's one of those movies you watch and you're kind of just like... Like, oh, yeah, like, you see how easy it is to make this movie, and then it's just like, oh, I could make that movie kind of thing, and that's the kind of vibe he wanted to have for it. It's like, people watch it, and I know it could easily be boring, but, like, you know, just people talking the whole time, but he finds a way to make it entertaining and kind of just breeze by. It's basically just, like, based To off... me, that was the charm of the movie. Right. I, like, you know, it wasn't... Honestly, you know, it obviously wasn't like anything cinematically spectacular. It didn't right. have any like didn't have any It's a black and white like yeah, kind of grainy a, movie. A, yeah. Just regular old like point and shoot with the camera type of movie, but like the dialogue and especially the back and forth, like the constant flow of the dialogue and the movement even with what was 99% still shots were what made the movie charming and made it not boring because you know you had like a, a constant like the dialogue wasn't just like hey how you doing good how are you yeah blah blah blah, blah. just like but generic it was, even though it wasn't completely like natural conversation it was very natural the yeah. way the conversation went like it was very well the dialogue was very well written to not only further the, the character development and the plot but also to like feel you know, we're just walking through a conversation. This is natural. Just two dudes shooting shit while they're right. at work, you know? Yeah, and it's kind of like he based a lot of it off of, at the time, uh, Kevin Smith worked at a convenience store, Quick Stop, and he kind of filmed it in between working there and just got a bunch of his friends and just, like, you know, like, not well-known actors to be in it. And he maxed out a bunch of his credit cards, but a lot of it was, he said... I'm not really a creative writer, so a lot of it's just based off, like, how I see the world or, like, you mm -hmm. know, basically my personal life. He's Stuff like, that's happened. Exactly. he's seen, yeah. Yeah, and you can definitely tell, like, I was telling Chase when we were watching it, like, there's certain just, you know, you get eccentric characters, and it's kind of just, like, the life of, like, a clerk or, like, you know, anyone that works at, like, a convenience store mm -hmm. or something like that, and just the fact that at the time that was revolutionary and it got a lot of attention because one it's you know independent movie but two it's like it's like oh yeah like these guys work but they don't like doing that job like there hadn't really been like a movie like that up to that point that was just kind of like an everyman type movie right and um the it was the movie itself like not to say the movie was bad in any way but the part of the lackluster of the movie was its charm to show off like this lackluster job like right. your everyman guys i mean how often do you go into even today like a convenience store and you think like you know this gas station clerk that i'm gonna you know throw a 22 and say hey let me get you know some gas like how often do you think about what their day is like or right you know what they do on you know their thoughts and opinions on things you know like 
And I feel like that's kind of the whole, that's the most of society's viewpoint on all of service industry, no matter what it be. Like, you know, you're just there to give somebody what they want and they'll take off and go back to whatever they're doing. You don't really consider. And get yelled at. Yeah, you can't and get forget yelled we're at. here to get yelled at. Of course. Yeah, she works at Food Lion. <laughs> that's why I work in, in the kitchen. You can't yell at me if I'm not around. Right, you're kind of separated <laughs> yeah. from it a little bit. I can yell at you immensely <laughs> because you're stupid, but. Right. Or the dumb things you want, but. I kind of work like a customer service job, too. I clean, and so, like, you constantly got complaints, you know, coming from here or there about, like, oh, this isn't clean, or, oh, like, you know, this or that. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, you constantly, like, you're getting pulled different areas, like, recently, because, like, you know, you constantly get this guy that complains, just make sure if he sees you, like, you're clean and stuff, so he doesn't say anything kind of thing. This person, person, you know, like, it's been the same with, like, uh, regulars in, like, the restaurants and stuff, like, you know oh, this is so-and-so's order, like, you know, they always bitch unless it's done this certain way. Right. Like, you know, even if, even though you're, you know, you're not in the business to cater to everyone's specific needs, you know, there's certain, you know, there's certain areas of the job where you do anyway because it's like, you know, somebody faithful to the business that you're like, you know, well, we gotta, we'll give them, you know, give them what they want, you know. Like, same with probably the, you know, the, the guy that comes in the same gas station every morning on his way to work, like, oh, he smokes this cigarette and buys this newspaper every morning, so, like, as soon as I see him walking towards the door, I'll grab him and sit him on the counter, like, here you go, bud, all you gotta do is toss me the cash and walk out, you know? Right. There are guys that, when I worked at the Food Lion Deep Gap, he came in, he got two, like, pouches of Chattanooga every Tuesday. Yeah, and, you know, you cater to those people, and, I mean, you see it a little bit in the movie, like, you know, some of the, especially like towards the very beginning, like some of the people that walk in and he's like, oh, hey, and like the person's name and like is already pulling something down to give to them and they just grab it and, you know, have a good one, walk out. Right. Like, you know, I feel like that's the same everywhere and you know, it really, I like just, I mean, it might not be something everybody thinks about, but that was one thing I noticed, like especially in the beginning of the movie when they were kind of laying out like the job, you know, that he did every day is like, yeah, you know, a lot of, a lot of people, I feel, don't really recognize the little things that uh, certain, like, service industry people do for their regulars, for their customers. And I know it wasn't, like, a big, it wasn't a plot point of the movie or anything. Yeah, but, but you just, noticed it. I like that they touched on it, you know. Yeah. And it's definitely I, one of those things, like, unless it's shown to you, like, you wouldn't know right. kind of thing. Right. I feel like the movie would have been interesting to, like, just, like, to read as a script. Mm-hmm. Just because I do, I agree with you, I think the dialogue is, like, the best part. Right. And so I feel like if you were to, like, read it, it would be almost more entertaining. because It'd, like, be, it'd be very interesting because you could, without seeing placement and facial expressions, you could definitely kind of formulate your own, you could you could think your own way of, like, how their brain works behind what they're saying. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it would definitely make for, like, the dialogue gives you a lot to think about, not just like what pertaining to the situation, but just in what they said and also how they said it, you know? Yeah. Right. And it's definitely like um, one of those where he, um, I know a lot of his movies, at least just going on kind of a tangent, um, a lot of his movies are basically, the movie he's making is a direct reflection of where he is mentally whenever he made it. Like a right. lot of, he says Dante's, character in this is him kind of 
he had gotten he hadn't gone to college he had kind of you know graduated from high school and was kind of in this weird place where he's just like what do i do i'm kind of working at this waiting for the next step kind of like in a in a state of flux you know like Mm -mm. and you could tell that in the movie i mean that's especially the end you know that's kind of the main the main point there with like you know well what do you know i've got this is what's going on here's what i want to do here's what i don't want to do Here's what I was doing. Here's what I'm doing now. Like, yeah. where do we go from here? What do I got to do next? What can I do next? You right. know, like, and you know, I think it's also like, you know, it deals a lot with like, I feel like everybody hits that at some point. You know, at some age, in some situation, in some job, you get to that point where you're like, you know, I'm. This is where I am, and I'm not happy with it. But is it worth it to? take the leap and try to better my situation yeah you know can i do it can i afford it you know and you know there's also that sense of like you know potential failures and Mm. shortcomings things like that so like you know it it touches on something everyone can relate to at some point in their life or career or Mm -hmm. school you know like an in-between phase kind of like what you said where it's like he not only with his job but like they even break it down to like literally everything like every single aspect his relationship you mm-hmm. know where he was living his his job school like every everything that he you know every major event or you know situation of his life was kind of in a state of stop you know stale it was you know yeah. he's just kind of existing and letting the world go by and not mm-hmm. acting on anything he's just kind of going through the motions to get through every day and that's what ultimately was so frustrating for him in the end for Dante it was just like you know I'm just kind of wasting away here yeah. doing the same things in the same place and I'm not happy so like what do I gotta you know what do I do next yeah and just kind of like being scared to make the next move because like right. he for the longest time it seems like just a big part of his character he's just like he doesn't know what to do next he's mm-hmm. kind of like where do I go from here? What do I do? Like he's kind of he even <laughs> tells that story about how he he's trying to use the bathroom or whatever. Oh, and just yeah. ended up like shaking his Shame pants. His pants rather than <laughs> lifting the lid of the toilet up. He doesn't want to disturb anything to get what he wants. Yeah, he's like very passive and kind mm-hmm. of just like doesn't want to stir up conflict, but at the same time will complain to his friends and everything. Right. And then refused to honestly do anything to better his life. Right. Like, that's relatable. Like, everybody knows somebody like that that's basically, like, they'll sit there and complain and, you know, just be like, oh, like, I hate this or whatever. But then when mm-hmm. you sit there and ask them, like, all right, well, what, well, what are you going to do about it? And they're like, oh, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Yeah. That's what you're marrying. <laughs> no, you're better than that. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, it's just certain people, it's just like, you know, they would rather just, some people are just more content just to complain right. than actually do anything because there's a fear there of leaving something that's comfortable. Like, being comfortable isn't always a solution. I mean, even this right. movie points directly to that. It's just like, um, I remember watching the movie and Amanda was just like, no, like, he's right. I'm like, no, the point is that he's not right. Like, right. this is a character arc. Like, he in every aspect of his life is going for the comfortable option rather than something that actually challenges him. Like he's even going back to a girl that it's, it's kind of like some people do with like certain aspects, relationships, jobs, anything Mm -hmm. 
where they'll leave something and go to something else. And the other thing might be better, but they have these rose-tinted glasses about, like, a past yeah. relationship or whatever, and they idealize it. And, like, this girl that he's interested in getting back with cheated on him, like, eight times, basically, mm-hmm. and hasn't seemed to change at all. And if you're if you're familiar, touching kind of on that same subject, like, you know, you're... I know you've watched some How I Met Your Mother, but like yeah. they, uh, there's a whole episode in there that actually talks about kind of that same thing. Is uh, they call it graduation goggles, right? And like you know, like it's like certain things like that, certain events in life, you get graduation goggles where like just like when you're getting out of high school, like you know you you're you're over it, you're ready to go to college, you're ready to have freedom and do your own thing and have this awesome, exciting next chapter that's going to be full of, you know, fun stuff and everything's going to be cool and interesting, but then your graduation goggles kick in, like, right there at the end where you forget about all the bad things and you remember the good because it's, like, a mechanism to cope with the fear of uncertainty about what's happening next that you just kind of are like, oh, well, you know... This this wasn't actually that bad, and you know this this you know maybe I do want to stay here and be here longer. Maybe I will miss this when it's gone, and right. that kind of thing. You know, it's graduation goggles, and I feel like towards like right just before the final parts of the movie, mm-hmm. that's kind of where he was at. It was right. like you know do yourself, but you know do something for yourself, better your station, you know that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. he was like, well, you know maybe. You know, maybe this isn't all that bad. You know, I've got an okay job here. And it's like, no, you're, you've are you been complaining this whole time. Yeah. About, you know, no money and getting shit on all the time. And it's like, just customers quit. Customers bothering you. Just quit. And he's yeah. like, well, no, no, you know, maybe, maybe this is right place for me to be. And maybe this, you know, maybe it's not that bad. Maybe, maybe this is okay for me to be here. And I don't need to go back to school. And, you know, my relationship is fine. And. Yeah. You know, whatever, and and that you know was a clear time where he was like, you know, when he finally worked up the nerve of like, well, you know, maybe I should take an, the next step forward. That's when all the all that started again. Like, well, you know, maybe actually I don't have to. Maybe this isn't that bad. Even though the entire movie beforehand, he's just been complaining about that exact same situation, and now right. he's like, well, you know, it's not that bad. Yeah. Like, it's like if that were true, you wouldn't be complaining about it right. all the time. And I do like what they touched on with um, the other character, uh, Randall. Yeah. Yeah, he was saying, like, you know, when they were talking about moving on and stuff, you know, he kind of brought it back to, like, you know, like, well, what do you know, man? Like, you work at the same place, you make the same money. Like, And he's like, yeah, and I'm happy with where I'm at, you know? Like, just because... You know, we just because we're uh, just because we're public servants, it's not a bad gig, you know. Right. And it was kind of like, you know, you shouldn't look down on what we do because we're in this position. It's just, it's not that it's not right. It's not that it's a bad job. It's not that you know people in this position should be shit on. It's just that it's not right for you. And yeah. I like that because it's like, you know, yeah, like service industry work is honest work it shouldn't be looked down on but you know it's not right i mean this right. is a mo- right most everybody. appropriate time to talk about stuff right. like that yeah. this all, of our, all the essentials on. yeah like it's not it's not shitty work it's not grunt work it's not like it's not crappy jobs i mean yeah people in that in those jobs might 
have a crappy time, you know. But right. that that could also go back to just the employers and their situation. But I would on the whole, the job's not a bad job. Being a grocery store clerk, being a convenience store clerk, being a food service worker, being a gas station attendant, like it's they're not inherently bad jobs, but you know, they get shit on a lot and people just kind of look down on you because you're in the service industry it's not a bad job but it you know might not be for everybody yeah Yeah, not every job's for everybody go ahead i'd even say like out of the jobs that i've worked like being a grocery store clerk is definitely the easiest job i've ever had to do Mm -hmm. like i'm not directly responsible for anybody's life or well-being it's kind of nice she worked as a camp counselor and i work i I worked as a lifeguard and i work at a daycare yeah like yeah it's significantly easier yeah i mean i worked my first job was walmart like super easy job right just stand there and mash show, buttons you know show people where things are answer questions and when something runs out put more there you know yeah. it wasn't that difficult of a job as long as you could you know you can count money and click buttons that's about it but you know on the same you know the same way where you know, that description kind of belittles the job, like, where would everybody be if we didn't have somebody doing that job? Right, and I you think know? we're really seeing that now. Right, you know, and I mean, sure, it's, you know, it is what it is, it's an quote-unquote entry-level job, but, you know, how many people do you see that are in their 30s, 40s, 50s, or older working those jobs? Right. You know, just because uh, it's a viewed as like a lower on the totem pole type of job it's an essential job you yeah. know well i mean somebody has to do somebody's it somebody's got to do it exactly but that's my thoughts yeah <laughs> <laughs> um it's definitely i know um with the clerks movie it's not my favorite and um but i do really like it i can't wait to get into some of the other uh movies with you mm-hmm. in love- the future I like the use of cue cards, like, in between the different, like, scenes. He got that from Pulp Fiction because he saw uh, that. Yeah, he saw that and he was kind of watching um, just the dialogue. Like, obviously, he's kind of, like, looking at it and he's like, wait, this counts? Like, he, he's had interviews before. It's like, wait, you can write a movie like this? Like, with pop culture references and everything? Because yeah. at the time, that was kind of, like, revolutionary. I know you watched Wayne's World and we were talking about that one right. day. Like, that's that was ahead of its time. People didn't used to make movies like that where right. they would just openly talk about pop culture stuff. Like, that was revolutionary. That's another reason why this movie gets as much recognition as it does. It's even entered, I think, into the Library of Congress for, like, being, you know, historically significant. That's cool. And everything. That's yeah. actually a recent thing. He was uh, Kevin Smith was really Dude, proud about that. I should have known that. that. I would have done my history capstone on that. That would have been far more interesting than McCarthyism. Yeah, it definitely is. Like, I know a lot of people, like, I like his other movies a lot, but a lot of people accuse him of kind of chasing the dragon that is that movie. Like, Mm -hmm. I like it, but honestly, like, we'll get into it. Chasey Girls is better. Chasing Amy is better than most of his other movies, and that's another one we'll probably watch, but Mm -hmm. I think this is a great just first movie. It's a solid first movie. Yeah, no, I enjoyed it. I mean, as far as, like, on the whole, it's a good movie. Yeah, the dialogue's solid. Dialogue's solid. It's, it's, you know, it's pretty low-key. It's obviously kind of low-budget, but, like... It's kind of funny, too. You know, there was funny parts. There was, you know, conflict. There was great dialogue. You know, it was... It, it almost kind of felt like 
a play in in a, in a lot of parts. A lot of his stuff being, feels being like very plays. single location, you know. Right. And you know, kind of like it, it basically was, you know, if the if the uh, convenience store was a was the stage, you know, it was just you know very small stage directions to block different parts of the movie, but it. You didn't feel like it was just two dudes sitting in a room talking to each other the whole time. Like, right, like it kept you know? your attention. Like, right. What were you going to say? I was going to like, and they did move around a bit. Like, you know, they had the... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They had the hockey. With, the hockey on the roof. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little subplot with Jay and Silent Bob. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Jay and Silent Bob were great in this. My yes. favorite, I was talking to her, and one of my favorite quotes, or just lines in there is whenever he's... Um, another point I was going to make is he kind of is stuck in this rut where he's just constantly negative about everything throughout the movie right. and it kind of has to be pointed out to him. It's like, you know, like you're, you might hate your job, but like at the same time, don't like look at everything as like negative. Like you have a girlfriend mm-hmm. who loves you enough to come in and bring you lasagna. Right. And there's that line where he's just basically, it's like most girls won't bring you lasagna at work. Most girls would just cheat on you. you. Yeah. And I was like, that's a great line and right. kind of just shows him. It's like, yeah, like your life might not be what you necessarily want it to be, but that's kind of your fault. Like, and that's right. even pointed out to him. I'm like, yeah. it's like everything you've done, no one forced you to have, make this job no one forced you to come in today it's right. just like you, you did this chose... on your own volition yeah. like yeah. i think the most said line was i wasn't supposed to be here today mm-hmm. yeah he just kept saying that it's like after a while some people get in those ruts where they just feel sorry for himself that right. what was me attitude yeah and it's like bro you you didn't have to you chose to be here yeah all you jobs know? are at will kind of thing. Right. No one's forcing you to no work No one forced them. you to be here. No one forced you to have this job. No one forced you to say yes to coming into work today. Like, right. you did it all on your own. So, Deal. stop stop being sorry for yourself. Yeah. The whole victim mentality. And then, like, it finally shakes him loose at the end. Is him yeah. being like, oh, wait. Yeah, maybe I should get my life together. And that right. was kind of Kevin Smith whenever he was... Making that movie, that was kind of him being like, I remember when he was originally making, he's like, it could happen one of two ways, basically. I could make this movie, and maybe I go somewhere with it, mm-hmm. or I make this movie, and me and my friends just get drunk and sit around and watch it back, and I come up on screen, hey, look at that jackass right there, yeah. something like that. It's like one of two ways. Either way, I will have made a movie, which is right. one of the things I've wanted to do, basically. Yeah. and you know, that's, that's kind of the thing with, like, with... I think a lot of people fail to realize, like, you know, when they they think of their next step in life as, you know, this big, grand thing. And sometimes, you know, a lot of the time I feel like it's as simple as just, like, just you got to do one little thing to make many, many more things happen. Like, you know, he... He maxed out some credit cards and shot a film that he wrote, you know, that he'd been writing and shot it, you know, on weekends and after work when he could and, you know, made it happen for himself. And it's like, you know, for a lot of people, like, you know, the idea, you know, when you say, oh, go make a movie, that's Mm -hmm. a huge fucking like, dude, how do I even begin? And there's, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars involved. It's like, not necessarily. Scale it down. (laughs) Scale it down and make it, you know. I feel like too bucks. many too many people are are so they're so um, 
locked into the mindset that everything has to be absolutely perfect. And I think the difference between... I think the difference for some people between being able to comfortably make that next step and better yourself, even if you don't get where you want to be right away, but just to bridge the gap between where you are and where you want to be, even just incrementally, is, you know, if you lower your expectations, because nothing is ever going to be perfect, right. ever. It's just not possible. And you shouldn't ever but chase that. If you if you are able to, to change your perspective and change your expectations, I feel like you'll never be disappointed. Because yeah. you may not write a movie, you know, you may not write a movie and be, you know, the next Kevin James or whoever else overnight, yeah. but, you know, you might write a movie and then put it out and you could make a couple dollars, or you could see, oh, here's where we went wrong, so now we know what not to do when we do the next one. Right, it's and, a learning experience. You know, you bridge that gap little by little to get where you want to go, you know. You might not like your job and you want to do this other thing but you know you're not qualified to do this other thing yet well maybe you got to go jump into you know you want to be the manager of so-and-so company well maybe you got to be a fucking desk clerk at so-and-so company for a little bit right get your foot in the door while you learn how to do the job right and then once you you know work your way up or maybe you gotta maybe you can't make you know such a giant leap from point a to point b maybe you know you have to go halfway first and then you can get there right i feel like that's a lot of people's fear and it kind of shows true with in the movie like he just wants this grand thing like talking about oh well i want to be here and out of this job and with this girl and doing this thing and already out of school and know where i want to be and i have a good job and all that like he wants an absolute 180 of his life with overnight. With zero work, basically. Yeah, without doing, without doing anything. He wants it just to happen overnight, and it's like, that's not how life works, bro. Like, right. you hate your job? Let's start there. Go get a new one. You know? Randall was telling him, like, man, if you hate your job, just quit. He's like, it's not that easy. He's like, yeah, it is. Just quit the job. There's, a, there's tons of other jobs out there. You're bound to be qualified for one of them, so right. go find it. Even if you don't want to quit first, like, put applications yeah. out, hear something back. Right. Just make, make a step. Any step, even if it's lateral, could be progress in the future. Mm-hmm. You know, even a lateral move gets you to a different, a different perspective point where you can make forward progress later. There's also a mindset change, too, like right. you said. And I think a lot of people, the trap they fall into... Um, like I know a bunch of people who will like, you know, I'll tell them, oh, I'm making this and they'll be like, oh yeah, I want to make that too. But they're like, I want to do all these, like they make the mistake of making it way too complicated. Like, and I, I, even to relate it back to me, like with my podcast, like I just start out, you know, kind of small. It's just Mm -hmm. like, you know, I got this basic equipment, like we're going to just kind of learn how to do this. I'm not trying to overdo it at first i had that kind of whole thing where i'm like oh i want to do video and ooh, i want to have all these different like spin-off shows and stuff like that i think it was aaron who told me he's just like 
just start out with the podcast right. and then see do where it goes. Do one thing and then move on to the next. Like if you try to do all of these things, you're not going to end up doing yeah. it. You're going to overwhelm yourself. You're going to bite off more than you can chew. You're going to get overwhelmed and it's going to seem that much more unreachable, that end game, mm-hmm. you know, that end goal. And then you're going to get frustrated and give up. You'll be right back where you started. Right. It's just, you know? a lot of it's just doing it. And I think mm-hmm. that's where a lot of people fail is that they have all these plans and then it's the difference between you know the person who makes the podcast and it might not be the best thing you've ever heard or like you know movies not might not be the best thing you've ever seen but they made it right they did it yeah and that's something in of itself is something no one can ever take away from them and even if mm-hmm. even if you even if you went for it you shot for the moon and you came up short you fucking went for it right I mean, how many other people anybody in the world can look at you and say like, "Oh yeah, you made that movie and it flopped." Well, get how many fucking movies have you made? Well, I mean, it's like that movie you know? I, I was telling you about that we need to watch one of these days. I did a <laughs> review of it. I thought that was really uh, good yeah. when I made it, Terra Lake. And Terra that Lake, was, yeah. I made it. I, but hey, you made it. it. It's, you made it though. It's yep. something. James. And how how many how many people that that. <laughs> shit talk your movie have made one yeah that's the thing there it's just go. like i finished it you finished it you did it and at the time you're probably proud of it you, you look you look back on it now and it's not your best work and that's yep. fine but far it from was, it <laughs> it was a jumping off point and look where you are now like right <laughs> without terra lake would you have had the the confidence you know if you would have gotten frustrated in the middle of terra lake and said fuck it and gave up would you have had the confidence to do your next project? No. Probably not even do a podcast if I was just like, oh, I'll give up. I'm not doing anything right. again kind right. of thing. You know, but you did right it. Now. You completed it. And, you know, maybe there was a time back in the day when you were very proud of it. But, uh, you know. <laughs> I think it was like Kevin Smith said. With Opinions his, change. <laughs> yeah, with his, his movie, basically. It's like, I didn't get the one where it got really popular. I got the one where it's like, hey, look at that jackass up on the screen. <laughs> But, you know, like, in in anything, you know, like, when I, I mean... I mean, even, you make music, dude. I make music. I Dude, I have notebooks full of songs from ten years ago that I'm like, ugh. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, back in the day, growth, man. back in the day when I was writing them, that was my best work at the time. It's, right. Compared to what I can do now, it what? was crap. I mean, but, like, I mean, at it least was still you can... something. At least you can look back at it and be like, wow, I've grown. It'd be bad if you looked exactly. at it. It's like, wow, this is still really it's still good. Really good. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, but like, you know, and that's the thing. Like, you know, you stick with it. And even if you, you know, you gotta, you're ever in every creative thing, you're going to make some, you know, not everything's going to be, not every song's going to be a banger. It's not, not supposed every, to be. Not every movie's going to fucking sell out the theaters. I mean, you, you, you're going to make a lot of crap before you make something good. It's how yeah. you learn. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you learn more in failure than you ever learn in success. Yeah. So I guess on that note, um, we'll go ahead and wrap this thing up. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. I know Amanda... I liked it a lot. ...wasn't the biggest fan <laughs> of it. <laughs> I didn't dislike it. It was just one of those movies where you sit and you feel like you've been watching it for seven hours. I think it's because of the little, probably the little title cards or whatever in between. No, I love the title cards because, it, like he said, it made it feel like a play, which was mm-hmm. fantastic. <laughs> um, it, like... It, it's like when you read like the little like Act Three. Yeah. Yeah, I like. I get that. it though, because there's just it's a lot of um, what's it called like just, vignettes. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of dialogue too. Like, generally speaking, dialogue without moving action 
makes you know makes the movie slower or at least feel slower. Mm-hmm. So when you know when ninety nine percent of this movie is dialogue and people conversing with one another, sitting at the you know, counter, it makes it feel like oh this movie is not. It's not progressing. We're not moving very fast. It was stagnant, yeah. which was kind of great because dude, life is stagnant. Right. Yeah. It, it, made played, a point. it played to the theme of the movie, but if you're watching it with like, while cooking rice, come on, where are we going with this? Like, let's yeah. go ahead and get there. Then it's, it's a little it, it slow. Long. I guess it's that's slow. the it's only. Paced, but that's it works for it. It works though. for the movie. It yeah. makes sense to what the movie is about. Yeah. You know, it gives you that feeling of like you're. There on a lazy Sunday afternoon, working with these dudes, hanging out in the grocery. Uh, I thought you were about to go into the yeah. lazy uh, Sunday song by uh, the no. Lonely Island. No, <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay, that's what we're doing that's here, cool. Do. But yeah, um, I definitely enjoyed the movie. I know Amanda did for the most part, and I um, liked it. Yeah, so um, I gotta come up with an outro for this. Basically, I guess I'll say this has been what mean. This has been what mean. I'm Alex. I'm Chase. I'm Amanda. And we'll talk to you guys next time.